Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Hello, everybody. My name is Min, and I'm your co-host for today from NDS Property Australia here in Brisbane. And you're listening to the SDA Housing Podcast, a show that explains, highlights, guides, and brings awareness about all things SDA and NDIS in the NDS sector. Today, sitting with me in the office is Debbie Kindness, uh, our marketing manager. She's here for three weeks uh, while from overseas. And uh, she'll be co-hosting with me with our guest speaker, Trady, from Chosen Family. Trady, hello. Hello. How's everyone doing this morning? Great, Trady. Wonderful to meet you. Great to connect. Thank you so much for this. Oh, it's wonderful to connect with you. Now, Trady, uh, we understand that you have a a SIL business, a non-registered NDIS SIL business called Chosen Family. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Um, yes, so Chosen Family um, is an organization that's currently launched in Sydney, mainly in Western Sydney. Um, where we provide a community-centric ecosystem with services um, that mostly are multicultural, flexible, and enriching to all. So, um, one of the main things that we're seeing in our community is that um, services aren't um, very holistic and multicultural, and so our desire is to create platforms of equality, inclusion, and belonging. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, you're a relatively new startup, I believe. How long have you been going? Oh, we've only been going for two months, um, but we've definitely seen there's a massive appetite for the services we provide. Um, I think one of the things that makes us stand out as well is we provide inclusive services and training, so especially for the LGBTQ community. Right. Fantastic. So uh, so what's your background coming into this business? So I initially started out in law in South Africa and then came to Australia and requalified, but then went into foster care and adoption. Um, then did some youth work, domestic violence, kind of did a bit of a tour of the community services sector and then landed back in disability again um, and found my love and passion for it. Oh, my God, that is amazing. So uh, how long have you been in Sydney? So I've been in Sydney for five and a half years, going on six years soon. Wonderful. That is amazing. I'm, I love your accent. My husband is also a lawyer from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers yeah, unite. Break it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, um, okay, so tell me more about the services and what you actually do at Chosen Family. Yes, yeah, so currently we're providing all core support. So we're servicing areas like Pillars in Parramatta, Blacktown, Mount Druitt, currently doing Camden, Liverpool, Campbelltown, 
Marylands um, and the Lower Blue Mountains. Oh, wow. So that really is the whole Western Sydney. Yeah. So we've, we've just expanded this week um, as we've received a lot of expression of interest and a lot of desire. Um, we're currently looking at going to the Central Coast. And we're even expanding out to the Sutherland Shire. Oh wow! Okay, so that's a that's a, a big move. So, um, so tell me about who who's in your team. So currently, I have a couple of mental health nurses that are part of my team. Um, most of the workers, as well, come from a background of psychosocial supports. And then drug and alcohol interventions as well. Hey, right. Um, can I um, ask you a question, Freddie? Of course you can. <laughs> so these nurses who specialize in um, alcohol, is it okay, prevention? Is that right? Yeah, drug and alcohol interventions. Yep. Yep, that's correct. So are they the areas of expertise that you as a business want to focus on and, and work with, or is that just the expertise of these nurses currently? Oh, yes. Yeah. So currently what we're looking to specialize in is um, participants who have behaviors of concern, psychosocial disability, the drug and alcohol interventions, definitely. And then most of the participants we're currently receiving are those that have a forensic and criminal justice um, system background, and a large majority of the participants we're currently supporting are those that are part of the LGBTIQ community. Uh-huh. So for the benefit of our listeners, someone might be asking, well, why would a drug um, problem in a person be considered as a disability? Why? Can you explain to our listeners why that's the case? Yeah, so what we're seeing is often with one individual, there's intersecting identities and pressure. Um, so a lot of the participants we're currently seeing, even within the NDIS landscape, are those that have the intersection between mental health, disability, and then there might be some other sort of um, challenge. So drug and alcohol is one of them, and then also the forensics, so those that are coming out of jail and prison. So often those varying parts of the identity are all compounding into one. Um, and so we're trying to provide that holistic support instead of just trying to sort out or assist them with their disability. Yeah, gotcha. So I thought the alcohol issues mm-hmm. qualified them for disability, but you're saying they're already disabled as participants and they may drift over to the alcohol as as a problem. Is that the case there? Yeah, so I, I think a lot of people have gone through a lot of undue hardship and, um, you know, these things tend to affect their capacity. So it tends to affect their capacity when it comes to um, uh, their disability as well. And so sometimes it compounds And one of the things that we've currently seen is that we have to provide holistic support in every sense. Um, And it's the same even with the cultural competency for those that are Indigenous. Um, You can often see how these other parts of their lives can affect um, 
their access to service and their access to assistance. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, from here, when obviously you've only been going a few months, you've had a lot of success so far. What yep. are your short-term goals moving forward? Obviously, you're looking at moving into different areas, up, as you said, into Sutherland, Central Coast. What about your goals for um, working with different participants or what, what, what have you got in your future? Oh, well, in future, I'm, I'm hoping to create a safe place and a hub um, to also connect service providing this together. I don't think a lot of us are talking to one another. So often each person or each organization might have a specific speciality. So what I've done recently is I've been connecting a lot of service providers who wouldn't usually rub shoulders with one another. Um, if you look at our experience collectively as an organization, even mine, it's quite eclectic. And we're hoping to kind of do the same thing for our participants and then also for the organization. So mainly becoming a hub spot, I guess, for support. Um, and then also linking in and partnering with various organizations who have various strengths. Fantastic. So how are you moving forward with that? What, what's your marketing sort of strategy? Oh, the marketing strategy, you're looking at him. Well, not when you're looking at him, but you're hearing, you're hearing, you're hearing of me. Um, so at the moment, what I've done is I do a lot of relationship building. I often go into organizations and we do a lot of in-services, find out what their strengths are, and then I kind of assist them and place them within my Rolodex. Um, there is something else that I've started doing. I've seen people are responding really well. Um, not only sharing referrals with people, but I think um, also kind of just honoring those that are in the sector and honoring them for the work that they do and the niche speciality they bring to the sector has been um, highly regarded and welcomed. That's that's really good, Trady. Um it's really hard for a lot of startup sale businesses to get the ball rolling, get clients. Um, it's a tough industry to be in because you're you're expected to be there as a support worker, helping your participants who need. Um, there should be more recognition of support workers in the industry, particularly with all the demands by the government and the providers and participants in the marketplace. And I think what you're doing is really good to honour and show. Um, appreciation for people you come across with. Uh, we yep. De Debbie yesterday did a um, podcast with um, Tanya Gori. <laughs> awesome, I love Tanya. Very close yeah, friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how how did that go? You see, Debbie. Oh, look, amazing. Tanya is is so passionate about what she does and bringing together so many people. Um, as as you said, you know, there's there's not a lot of connection between different organizations everyone's just out doing their own thing and then definitely needs to be a lot more collaboration between all the different civil organizations different organizations in the sector uh so that yeah, sharing knowledge yep. sharing different information um, and just just there are so many aspects that go into supporting participants that i think a really big part of it that's missing that, that you guys are obviously starting to connect into is bringing all these different parties together 
to work together. Yes, and it's been amazing. Um, even just connecting with Tanya and the NDIS network, I think there was a, a genuine meeting of the minds and hearts because our values align really well. Um, at the end of the day, there are specialities and niche understandings that somebody else would have that I won't. Um, and so I don't, I don't understand why we aren't collaborating more often with other services instead of trying to hold everyone hostage, which is also sadly something I've seen. Um, I think we're meant to be sharing. And um, at the end of the day, the more providers involved, the more services involved, the more eyes that are on that person, individual, um, they'll pick up on something that I might miss. Absolutely. Trady, um, we also do a lot of work with Tina, uh, who, you know, MHA Design. Yes. <laughs> uh, we've given her a few clients and we, I've caught up there three or four times in Sydney, the last few times we've come down there. And uh, we, we, you know, if you come across uh, participants who need housing in the SDA sector or providers who want to collaborate with people like us who are in the property sector, SDA, yep. please uh, let us know and refer us on. We'd love to connect with more people in Sydney for sure. Definitely happy to do so. Um, there is a provider I'm thinking of already, so I'll probably shoot you an email after this and try to connect you. Yeah. So who 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 do you want to connect with? How can we help you? Oh, currently I'm wanting to connect with those that um, do provide the SDAs. We haven't ventured into SDA land yet. Um, I think SDAs and ILOs are of interest particularly in Sydney at the moment, there is a growing tiredness of or weariness of SIL. We've also seen the NDIS isn't really um, providing SIL offerings um, as much as they used to within participants' plans. It'd be great just to connect with some um, SDA providers and ILO providers if you know any. And just, just for our listeners, can you, what is ILO? independent living options. So often it'll be um, apartments or studios. Uh, we have seen that most people to build their independence or tolerance of community and being out in the community, um, we're seeing in a lot of their plans that people want to live alone or they want to live in a studio or maybe a two-bedroom apartment instead of your usual accommodation home. My my feedback on that question to Debbie is, ILO is more for these SIL participants who want a bit of independence, who may have their parents or family members come over to visit for a couple of hours to help. They might have a live-in carer, um, living together in one, one dwelling. So there's a difference between SIL housing and SDA housing. Trey, can you explain to our listeners what SIL, a SIL home or SIL house is and how different that is from SDA housing? Yeah, so at the moment, my understanding of SIL is that any rental property can actually become a SIL property. Um, what we're seeing with a lot of SIL properties is it'll be a normal house, um, which will have minor adjustments for it. And usually you'd have three or four participants remaining or in that house. Um, and the, what, what you'll also see is you'll see that there's shared supports that are there. With a lot of the NDIS plans for participants, they will live within an accommodation site, like a SIL property, 
and they'll share the supports. Um, and then also the NDIS will give them a specific ratio um, when it comes to support workers and support staff. Um, so that's my understanding of SIL. As for SDA, I know that's a very specialized accommodation built for purpose. Um, I think you would probably have more insight than I do. When it comes to SDA, I was like, ooh, I don't want to talk about this and then look like a fool. Um, so I'm going to leverage on all of your knowledge and strength. You know, it's I'm not just handsome. I have brain So, mean over to you. Well, we've covered 60 episodes of SDA already, so our listeners can listen to all the old episodes on SDA. That's fine. But, yeah, so what's uh, if, if participants want to connect to you, how will they connect and contact you? Oh, gosh, we're on every social media platform. Um, currently, we have a website. We have Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Most people have plugged in and connected with me um, personally. So if you check our website out, chosen.family. Um, yeah, so that's our website. So Most people do it. www.chosen.family. Yes. So there's no .org or .au. We decided to do that on purpose just so that people can connect with us, um, but also so that we're memorable. Um, and then there's all the other social media platforms that you can, you know, reach us on. Um, currently, most people are linking to me. Um, and if you check our website, my personal mobile number is there. We don't believe in office numbers because um, sometimes people need to reach us at really interesting hours of the morning or evening. Any final words of advice from you to participants who may be in a situation they're not happy with? How do they get out of it? Uh, what are their options? I mean, you've seen some stories out there, I'm sure, as a, as a support worker. Yep. And some shocking stories, I'm sure. So any words of advice from you to participants out there? Yeah, I think just um, from my experience, both as an advocate, a support worker, and a manager, um, I would say you need to talk to your support coordinator. <laughs> you need to be very clear on what your goals are and how you'd like um, the practicalities of that to eventuate and come come forth. I think you need to be very clear as well on the hours of support that you require. Um, and then when it comes to options, I think it's great that we have so much competition within the NDIS provider landscape. Um, there's always someone that could meet your cultural competency or whether it's your identity yeah, I just think there's so much out there um, for participants right now. Um, and you can always just touch base. And nothing prevents people as well from going on Google. You know, we didn't have this many, many years ago where you had so many providers offering the same services. So also speaking to your local area coordinator or your LAC is another amazing resource. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay then, Trady. Well, I think that wraps up our little podcast episode for today. Thank you so much for sharing with us what you do and your wonderful new startup. And we'll link to your LinkedIn details and your website at the bottom of the description of our podcast yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Trady. 
Thank you, team. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope people, you know, join in and and touch base with you. Thank you very much. And you likewise. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, A. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and just share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.